0: Welcome back to the channel and another edition of Transfer Special and this time I've got Michael Bridge with me from Sky Sports to talk about transfers three confirmed transfers it looks like three more on their way it is all happening at Spurs Michael welcome back to the channel how are you
2: yeah good thanks chris i'm, I'm not going to lie i'm pretty tired <laughs> but uh, no it's <laughs> it, it, it's all very positive it's my day off today but during the transfer window, there's genuinely no days off. So, uh, but look from a Tottenham pers- fans' perspective, it's fantastic.
0: You would have probably expected a quite a uh, June, though, Michael, wouldn't you? Do
2: you know what, Chris? Um, I actually said on air to my colleague Hayley the other day. I've not known a June like it. I have to say, like I've spoken to a couple of people in, in football, not not Tottenham, but they've said, look, now COVID's over in the sense of travel. Managers are so desperate to get these players on the plane. You know, Tottenham are going to career. Arsenal are going to America, Chelsea going to America, Man United are going to Australia, Thailand, Bangkok. So, you know, the game's, the game's gone back to the, what it was. And these managers are saying, look, uh, you know, I, I want as many players on board as possible. So I think that might have a little bit to it as well. No World Cup, no Euros. So, yeah, it's been really busy, but it's good for fans. Um, you know, it's been a boring few weeks. I um, I wasn't really into the Nations League. I wanted to break personally myself. Uh, I think the players <laughs> probably echo that as well with those performances. But um yeah, it's really getting uh, it's really getting big, big, big now. You know, big transfers. They're they're really coming together.
0: Michael, as I said earlier, we've got three signings over the line so far. But the ones I want to talk about first, if we can, um, can you bring us up to date on the Rashardson deal?
2: Yeah, that's 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 really close. Um, Tottenham like an announcement, sort of a ten AM announcement potentially Friday might drag to the weekend. He, he's in Brazil. I think that's widely reported. We've got player liaison officers there to get this done. Um, what I do know is that he's very keen to come. Um, a deal was done with Everton last night. Um, and it, it it looks like it's going to be done. You know, um, I think the medical there are reports that the medical has actually been done. I, I've I've not had that confirmed to me personally myself, but a medical is well underway. Look, he's a fit lad, touchwood. You know, mid twenties, ticks all the boxes, and it's uh, it's it's a, it's a real Tottenham. Show us you're a big club signing, if you ask me. You know, I think it's I think it's great. You know, um, it's funny because I'm not I'm not going to lie, I'm not hugely sold on him. If it's say for example, if it wasn't Conte. And it was another manager going for him. I would question it. I must be honest. But if Antonio Conte wants him, that's good enough for me. Uh, and I have to say, you know, Everton were terrible last season. They only stayed up because Norwich and Watford were so were so dreadful. Um, yep. And he did shine in a poor, poor side. So at the start of the week, my, my my report, my I heard that Spurs were going to ramp up Richarlison this week. That's that's come true. But the Anthony Gordon came out of nowhere, really. And um, Everton fans really weren't happy about that. But obviously, Everton backed up that story we, we, we brought to you on Sky. Uh, and I get the impression, I, don't, I haven't had this totally confirmed, but maybe Spurs accepting, like, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll stop the Gordon interest for now. And Everton say, great, let's proceed with Richarlison.
0: Michael, what about, um, there's been reports out today stating that Chelsea tried to hijack this deal with Richarlison. Can you, do you know anything on that? Uh, I've I've read that online. I personally don't
2: know if they tried to hijack it last minute. I mean, if they did, I mean, they've got a lot of um, the the Brazilian agents and contacts all know each other pretty well. And Chelsea have been keen on him. There's no doubt about that. But Tottenham have liked Richarlison since the Watford days. Um, And we have to remember that Everton paid a lot of money for him. Um, I think the whole package came to sort of rising to 50 million. Yeah. So it's a funny signing, really, because people I've heard people say, well, it's a lot of money from Spurs. But then I'm saying, well, Everton paid a lot of money. So it's a, it's, it's how you look at it, what camp you're in. Um, I think Chelsea are going to look elsewhere. That You know, that they, they're trying desperately for Rafinha. Barcelona have not given up on that. Um, Thomas Tuchel is desperate for Raheem Sterling. That will probably get done. I, th- I can see Chelsea next year playing with a false nine because it kind of works for them when they won the Champions League and Lukaku just as if, like, I don't fit anywhere. But I think it might have, even if... I mean, if there was Chelsea interest late doors, then then, then, then well. Wow. But to me, from what I heard, there's nothing to worry about. I, I mean, I, I know we are all got the scars, the permanent scars from Willian uh, all those years ago, um, but I've not heard anything. I You know, I, I had a text earlier saying nothing to worry about. So, and I that person I trust a lot. So I'm hoping it'll get done.
0: Uh, we still want to see that, uh, the picture of him holding up the shirt, Michael, I'll tell you. Um, well, I mean, what, there's a
2: lot of clever fakes out there now, Chris. I mean, the amount of accounts. I know. I'm yeah. thinking, hold on, have I, have I lost, have I missed an email here or something? Yeah. You know, I should yeah. be getting this. And some very clever people about.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, With Richarlison, where do you see him fitting in? Because, they're never going to take Hunmin Son and Harry Kane out of the team. So is it going to be rotation between him and Dijan Gulusevsky, would you say?
2: Do you know what, Chris? I mean, I, I saw a tweet last night. Someone saying, well, you know, what are we are going to do? with, 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 with I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I couldn't believe what I was reading. You know, Tottenham Hotspur are finally thinking like a big club. Spurs fans have been desperate for it. Now you are thinking like a big club, Tottenham Hotspur. You've got one of the greatest managers in the world. I think he's, you know, I've, I've banged the Conte drum, as you know, Chris, for well over a year yeah. now. He wins titles yeah. everywhere. He's a serious manager. And it, he's turned around many a time and looked at the bench and gone, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The game is going to change next year. Five subs. The game will change. You'll see Harry coming off after maybe 55, 60 minutes. Let's not forget, Spurs are going to pay... Hypothetically, Liverpool on Saturday away, then Bayern Munich on the Tuesday. Now Tottenham are back in Europe. With the, no more Conference League or Europa League, they they need Loris. So there was Sam Johnston. No, so Fraser Forster happy to be number two. No Galini. You've got now. Like you look at Liverpool, Diego Jota, for example. Liverpool didn't stand still. They carried on trying to improve, 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 making sure their bench was so strong. You weren't sure which front three. That's what I can see with Tottenham Hotspur. Kulosevsky. Probably the signing of the January window. But does that make him an absolute starter for every single game under the sun? I don't think so. And yeah. we have to be we have to get real here. Son's 29. Kane's reaching his 29th birthday. So we Tottenham have to start looking to the future. And 25 Premier League experience is looking to the future. So Spurs need to think like a act like a big club, and that's what they're doing with this signing.
0: Michael, can you bring us up to date on the Jed Spence situation? Of course, there's been so much speculation in the last couple of weeks. A lot of Spurs fans um, a couple of weeks ago thought that this deal was done.
2: I, I've, I'll tell you something. There are some incredible journalists. Uh, and the, the the thing is, you've got the, you've got the Tottenham camp, you've got the Jed Spence camp and you've got the Middlesbrough camp. And everyone's kind of saying different things. What I will say two things is, one, Jed Spence only wants to come to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Then he went on holiday after his international stint. Secondly, Chris Wilder and Middlesbrough want to get this deal done. Chris Wilder wants to win this championship. He knows he's not got Jed Spence in his squad next season. The championship kicks off in in a month's time. They need that money in. My understanding is I think they're pushing this deal as much as possible. Daniel Levy and Steve Gibson, two... Big businessman, well-known businessman, chairman who, you know, I'd like to see that on pay-per-view, to be honest with you. Steve Gibson v Daniel Levy. But I think whatever we've seen or heard, uh, like a couple of my, my colleagues today saying, you know, it's getting advanced now. I, I, I think a like what, whatever you read or hear, I do believe the two facts are the player wants to come and the talks are still going on. But the, the fact that the player wants to come means I think it will get done. But it, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I thought it would have been done by now, but it has dragged a bit. I think maybe Middlesbrough have maybe valued him a little bit too high, given they they loaned him last season to Mid, uh, to Forest. It's not as if he's done this at Middlesbrough; he's done this at Forest. So they yep. have to be a little bit careful. But yeah, I think this will get
0: done. Is it just a matter then of just agreeing a fee? Are, are, are they still miles apart, or are they very close?
2: No, I don't think they're miles apart. I mean, I think I think when the conversation first started, they were probably about 10, 10 million apart. So that was miles. Wow, but. I think Middlesbrough valued him around 20 and Tottenham may be winning with an opening bid of around 10, 11. Naturally, that's going to come back Middlesbrough's way, Tottenham's way. You're going to meet halfway at some stage. I do believe they will meet at some stage, whether it's 14 and a bit. We'll wait and see. I think what's the key here is is that Conte has given the thumbs up to him. Spurs need English players. Uh, they need more homegrown. They need to get this homegrown, I say issue, slight concern maybe and he ticks the boxes so I do think it will get done but I think Spurs you know when the other week when they were so far apart I think they were prepared to walk away you know Fabio Paratici you know other Spurs journalists have have made this clear as well that Fabio Paratici has a selection of targets per position and they wouldn't have been afraid to move on but I do get the feeling that he did want Spence because he's English as well
0: Michael, what do, you, what do you think of Spence? Would he, would he walk in uh, to the Tottenham Hotspur, starting 11, uh, above Matt Doherty and Emerson Royale?
2: Great question, because uh, obviously he had a good loan at Forest last year in the Championship, but you're going into the Premier League playing for a top four club. Um It's funny because, you know, Doherty, I thought, was on the way out. Spurs were trying to get him out last January. All of a sudden has a great couple of months and everyone's devastated. He's not playing. He got injured against Villa. Um, Royale, um, there's interest there from La Liga. Atletico Madrid made an offer on a season loan. Spurs aren't interested in loans. I think they might be interested in a cash deal. But I also feel that Royale could maybe be a backup as part of the back three. I actually think he's a good defender whether he does enough going forward. Well, no, let's be honest. He doesn't do enough going forward. You know, for Conte's system, we need those assist and goals numbers to treble. You know, that's, it's a very key position now under Antonio Conte. What I will say about Emerson Royal, I thought he played very well in that, in that final month and he had a shaky start, but perhaps we're all a bit too quick. It's, it's a new club, a new country. He's young. Perhaps we, we're a little bit too soon. I don't know, but I, I also don't know whether you can have Doherty, Spence and Royale. But it's a long season and they need a big squad. So it remains to be seen. But I also think if, you know, hypothetically, and this isn't this hasn't happened, but a Southampton came in for Doherty or a Forest and Spurs would consider it. I, I really do. I think there's a number of players Spurs would consider offers for if they came in. Like Sanchez, for example, I know they would for him, but they'd also be happy he stayed. There's a number of those players they would consider offers for.
0: Michael, what have you made of Tottenham's business so far? Of course, uh, Evan Ivan perisic Fraser Forster, and Eve Basuma. Impressed?
2: More than impressed. More than impressed. So, so, so impressed. Um, this is not the Tottenham hotspur I'm used to seeing. You know, it's um again It's a like, effect. It is, but it is, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of last chance saloon. It's kind of not last chance saloon, but it's you know, it's it's a warrant, you know. I think Tottenham sort of lost their chance when they are in the Champions League last time. You know, you stand still in football, you go backwards. And I think Spurs had a couple of windows where they kind of stood still. They did go back a bit. They didn't make key signings. They moved, They missed out on a few players because they dilly daddled They're getting business done early. Ivan Perisic is a, sh- is a superb signing. Left yeah. wing back. But I also think, you know, he, he's got the ability to play attacking left wing, right attacking right wing. And he just brings that winning mentality straight into that changing room. So that's a brilliant signing for Tottenham. Um, yeah, I'm still getting used to this Tottenham. You know, it's it's great, you know, it, it's great. And I don't want to speak too soon, but I I think Tottenham are gonna to finish in the top three next season. I really do. I I was listening to uh, the radio the other day and Darren Bent couldn't understand why then he thought Chelsea had a better squad than Spurs and from my point of view Chelsea have lost two defenders one of them probably the best one of the best centre-halves in the world they don't they don't have a number nine Uh, Tottenham have got the best number nine in the world they've got Son and they're strengthening I like what they're doing and I think top three and going for a trophy has to be what they should be going for 100% it looks it looks a squad to be feared and You know, it's a tough squad as well. Like the soft center seems to be going with Romero, Basuma, Richarlison. I mean, wouldn't want to mess with any of them. And you know, they're going to give it some on the pitch. That's not the top that I'm used to. So it's exciting times. It really is.
0: It's a good point, um, what you said about um Richarlison and about Perisic, because they're both versatile yeah. players, aren't they? And they yeah. uh, they can play across the pitch. So Richarlison for me, I know we haven't signed a striker, an out and out striker since twenty seventeen on a permanent deal, for Fernando Lorente, which is a crazy stat for me. But Richarlison, um, very versatile, isn't he?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um look, as I say, with any player, you know, if, if Antonio Conte Wants him, then then that's good enough for me. He does seem a Conte player can play a, a, across the front three, and that's exactly what Spurs want um, as can Son, You know, so it, it's great. It's, it's just it's nothing but a positive. You know, I I'm assuming Lucas Moura will stay. I've not heard anything about him leaving. I'm, I'm not even considering Steven Bergvine next season. You know, I, I'm I'm assuming Ajax will eventually cough up the money. Um, so there might even be room for one more. I, I I do believe that. So, as I say, the Champions League means Tottenham really do have to think of this as a squad game and not a first eleven.
0: Michael, you mentioned Michael. Uh, sorry, you mentioned uh, Lucas Moura there. Um, he's out of contract next summer, uh, and he's spoken out a number of times saying about he will leave to go to back to Sao Paulo and he will leave on a free transfer. I can't see Spurs allowing that to happen. Can you?
2: No, I, it'd be interesting. I'm with Lucas Moura because. All managers like him because he's very trustworthy and, you know, I know he frustrates Spurs fans, but he's probably a good option to have off the bench and, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) but there's no interest at the moment in him and he's very, very happy. So I don't know, that would have to be a late one for me. But as I say, all managers are keen to have him. I don't know if Tottenham would offer him a a one-year deal. I, I don't know, but there's been no talk on him as of yet.
0: Okay. Um, the Clement Langley one, um, lots of media reports out in the last 24 hours stating that uh, Spurs are just about to sign him on a two-year uh, loan deal. Um, do you have any update on him?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's someone who Spurs have known about for, for quite some time. Um, well, sorry, I say, say quite some time. It's someone who Paratici's brought to the table since he's been there. Um, look, he's not Tottenham's first choice. Um, he's going to be a squad depth signing. Um and again, if Conte wants him, that's enough. And what I will say about him, he's got a fantastic pass on him. And although Ben Davis has been brilliant there, this Lengley really can find a player. So I don't know whether Conte's seen that in him and he expects the left winger to, to, to bomb forward. But yeah, that, that Barcelona want to do the deal. It sounds like Spurs now want to do the deal. Now, I still think Spurs will go in for another centre-half. I really do. And... I think that'll come down to then maybe Sanchez and or Rodon possibly moving on. I think more likely Rodon because he's made it pretty clear he wants to be a first teamer going into the World Cup, which I can completely understand that he's played more for Wales than he has for Spurs. Yeah. Um, So I don't I know. I know that that Lengley isn't the most glamorous signing, but I do feel that if Conte thinks he's, he's a good squad addition and they want one more, then it gets a thumbs up from me.
0: Michael, so we've signed three already, three confirmed. It looks like these other three are on their way. You're talking about another centre-back. How many more? Well, Chris,
2: I mean... This is brilliant. I know. I mean, the, I was in a press conference, oh, November, December, and he sat down and he said, I have to be honest with you, this squad. I've done my evaluation. This squad needs a lot of work, and I would was thinking, oh no, this is never going to happen. This is this is he, he's got too much. He doesn't he doesn't want it, but he's getting it done. He's getting the work done. It's it's incredible. Um, so it's it's very very exciting. As I say, I think they'll want another defender. I think they'll want another midfielder. Um, I'm disappointed that it doesn't look like Ericsson's coming because I, I think they're looking for someone who can bomb forward a little bit more in midfield who can maybe put a few goals and assists to their name. And I thought that was Eriksson on to a T, but it seems to me that he at the moment, as it stands, he's choosing between Middlesbrough and Brentford. Um obviously a right wing back is someone that, that they want and a left central defender and maybe another attacking midfielder, but I must stress they need to, to wait on who they get out as well. You know, the Harry Winks to, to Everton has died down quite a bit. Uh, Bergwijn hasn't left yet. The Celso hasn't left yet. I don't know what they're going to do with Tunguy and Dembele. They've not made a decision yet on Papé Sarr. To me, he looks very light. So maybe he'll go out and loan again. I imagine Parrot and Scarlett will go out and loan. So, there's a lot of decisions that still need to be made. And as I say, it, you know, it is only the 30th of June, heading into July. There, we, there is still time for all managers to change their squad. And, 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 and as always, they will get an opportunity. They will, like Parateach will get a phone call and say, are you interested in this player? And they'll go, we can't say no. So there's always that opportunity as well. But it looks like they're just covering the things
0: they really do want to do. Can you remember a time when a Spurs manager got everything on their shopping list?
2: <laughs> not really. I mean, I remember 94 when Tottenham got Klinsman and, you know, it was this sort of like the, the front five and everything like that. But, I mean, I'm going back a long, long time now. I know Harry Redknapp always kind of regrets um, not bringing in certain players. And there's obviously the Zaha Nelson story. Um, I mean, look, you know, I we could be going in a time machine now. And we'd say, oh, you know, we signed seven players to replace Gareth Bale. Ultimately, it's only two or three of them turned into a success. So we don't want to go too excited too early. But what I will say is that we all know about Basuma. We all know about Perisic. We all know what Richarlison can do. We all know Fraser Force is more than able backup. It's not as if we're going on YouTube and checking out on them and seeing how good they are. We already know how good they are. Um, so that's what makes me excited for this football club. I'm, I i am I'm just... I'm just, when as long as Conte's at the club, I think Spurs are going places. Uh, you just got to keep him happy. We all know he's not long-term, but then I'd say, what well, is long-term in football anymore? You know, Pochettino's just left PSG. Where does he go now? What um, what is what is long-term in football management anyway? You know, so, you know, if Newcastle continue to do well, are they going to stick with Eddie Howe? Or if, or if they don't do as well, are they going to move him on? This is, a, this is a short-term game. You know, we've got to enjoy it. You know, Son and Kane aren't getting any younger. We, we're not interested in projects. The worst word in football, we're interested in now. And I think that's why Spurs fans can be so excited going into the first game of the season against Southampton.
0: Michael, I always ask all of my guests, what is the definition of backing Antonio Conte? This is the definition of backing Conte, isn't it? What is exactly what's happening right now? Are you surprised?
2: Uh yes and no. I think the day that Nuno his final game was really toxic at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, obviously Daniel yep. Lee will take it personally. Um and when he takes it personally, someone has to fall and, and Nuno fell. And look, I liked Nuno as a person. He was very nice in press conferences, although he was a bit didn't understand it like a bit rude sometimes to certain journalists and but he just wasn't the right fit. Conte is a winner. He's just an absolute winner. Yes, he gets emotional, but there's nothing better than seeing him running up and down that touchline. I think every fan realizes what he's done to this football club. Now they battered Arsenal. They had a great end to the season. Everyone's talking about Tottenham in a positive light, and I think it's all down to him. Now I know Daniel Levy gets criticised, and you know a lot of it maybe in the past might be justified but he does deserve credit for biting the bullet with Nuno and going straight in for Antonio Conte. The man has completely turned the football club around from top to bottom, and they are acting like a serious club. So, look, we know Antonio Conte doesn't stay at clubs for too long, but, um, as I say, you know, football is not a long-term game anymore. And for me, Antonio Conte can't keep quitting clubs because he won't get... As good a manager he is, he'll get a reputation for not staying for very long. And I think he maybe needs to... Makes somewhere his home. And if we he makes Tottenham his home, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy some good times.
0: Michael, what needs to happen in this transfer window from now until the first of September, uh, for it to be described to you as the perfect window and the best ever window? Um uh
2: to complete Conte's target list, I suppose. Um where you know, I think as I say, I think you know if if Richarlison gets done i think they'll want the right wing back which would be Spence probably another center half on top on top of Lenier. a more dynamic kind of midfielder i think which is which can put some goals in and then maybe a bonus but i i mean i don't know i mean that that would be i think the dream but i think let's face it it's going really well so far really well i mean I had a few Spurs fans the other day getting frustrated and I had to remind them. I said, you know, you know, Tottenham signed Basuma last week, probably the best midfielder outside the top six.
0: So, yeah, Yeah. I think a few Spurs players are still in dreamland, really. So long may it continue. Michael, you mentioned Christian Eriksen earlier. Um, Why do you think Spurs haven't gone in for him? Are you surprised by that one? I think Spurs, I think there was an offer there. Um,
2: But I don't know how big an interest there was. Now, I'll let you in on to something. I I I did a Q&A for the Brentford End of Season Player Awards and the, well the one of the players was Ericsson. And off camera, I practically begged him <laughs> to come. Um, and he said to me, look, you're going to be disappointed. I thought it was a bit of fun. But look, you know, a year ago, I'm cheering him on from my sofa, hoping he, he stays alive. Now I'm hoping he rejoins the football club. It's quite remarkable yeah. turnaround, you know. So... If he's of the opinion that he wants a fresh start, he, you know, it's good for his life. He wants things new and fresh. Then, then good luck to him. As it stands now, I think it's between Man United and, and Brentford. Man United have offered him, you know, a very, very nice salary. Brentford can't match that, but they can match London and, uh, you know, the lifestyle he's probably had over the last few months. So I think that's the choice at the moment. I don't know why he, he hasn't. I don't know Tottenham's offer. I know there was interest, but maybe Tottenham have moved on. I don't know what's happened there or Conte's changed his mind. I don't know. But as it stands today, his choice is Man United and Brentford. Where do you think you end up? Given the figures I've heard, Man United have offered, I'd say Man United. And, you know, there's a bit of a Dutch contingent there now, or Eredivisie, which he'll know from Ajax. So I'd, I'd say there, but, he might surprise you and, and, and stay at Brentford. I don't think he, you know, I don't think he owes Brentford. Well, yeah, I've heard people say that he owes Brentford something. I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. Yes, they took a chance on him, but I think if we look back on the season, they were in absolute free I think they lost eight league games in a row. And they were going about to drop into the relegation zone. He comes in the team and they finish the season unbeaten. So let, let him decide who he wants to go to. So, I wouldn't like to see him in a Man U show, if I'm completely honest, because I think he's so good. I, it would make yeah. so much sense if you joined Tottenham. It really would. It, you know, it would be the final piece of the jigsaw, if you ask me, in, in, in some of
0: the areas. So, yeah, but as it stands, I, I don't think it will be Tottenham. What is the latest on Steven Bergwijn? Because all we keep oh. seeing is reports stating that he's going to Ajax. And then yeah, it, this this one seems to be dragging on. What is the latest here?
2: So, I mean, they've wanted him since January. And then Tottenham kind of changed their minds after the Leicester goals. And, you know, and Conte does like the player. But he's he's told them at the end of last season, I need to be in the first in a, in a first team before the World Cup. Spurs have said, fine. Ajax are the club he wants to join. But Ajax keep offering, uh, you know, 18 million, rising to 22. 19, rising to 21. And then Spurs are looking at it and going, hold on, you've just sold Sebastian Heller for 35. And um, you're trying to, you know, and they've been, you know, a few few clubs have been linked with a few of their players for 50, 60 million. You know, Steven Bergwijn has proved he can play in the Premier League. So I think it's coming down to fees, a fee, you know, they need to work on the fee. So, I, again, I still think this will get done. I think Spurs maybe mentioned him to Everton and nothing happened there. I think he still wants to go back to Holland. I still think this will happen. I just don't know when. I can't tell you when. I thought it would have been done by now, but... I, I cannot tell you when. I might get a call tomorrow morning and say, yep, fee agreed. But as it stands, it's not happening. But I do think it will happen.
0: Do you expect uh, Sergio Reglon to go out the door this summer, uh, particularly now with Simon Perisic and uh, Conte seems to like Ryan Sessignon?
2: Well, I mean, again, he's a funny one, really, because when he joined Spurs, I thought he had a brilliant first few weeks. Yeah. You know, he was man of the match against Chelsea in the League Cup. He was phenomenal. Where I sit, though, I, I, I see Conte get really frustrated with him. Sort of when he bombs forward and sort of doesn't really do anything with it. So we know he can get in the box. It's just his final delivery or finish. And I don't know whether Conte's now decided that he just doesn't cut it for him. And Spurs, at the end of the day, they are spending. They've got a bit more extra money, but they they will need to recoup something as well. I think they I think they'd sell him quite easily. I think that's something where they might decide later in the window. Again, someone said to me the other day, and I actually thought this was a good point, you know, with the Champions League coming in, you know, injuries are going to happen. And look, let's be honest, Cessignon is very injury prone. Um they could have Cessignon, Reggion, and Perisic, and sometimes Perisic pushing forward as the left winger. So yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's set in stone that Reggion will leave. But if if Paratici and Conte decide one of them has to go out Session and Region, I, I reckon it would be Reggion. But there's there's been no bids from him as of yet.
0: Michael, what do you expect to happen with Tongyon Don bella and Giovanni Lo Celso? Because when you think back, £100 million between the two of them, they're not playing at the moment. Do you expect to see them in a Spurs shirt ever again?
2: Well, I mean, you never say never, but, I mean, Giovanni Lo Celso, Villarreal aren't rich, but they like him a lot. But yeah. every summer they need to juggle their finances and juggle the players in and out. Arnett Dandjuma has got interest from clubs in England, so maybe they'll get some money there, but... I think them and Atletico have made tentative interest, but no firm bids. I don't know what they're waiting on there, but I think they'll. I'm assuming that he'll go back to Villarreal or he'll go back to La Liga. End on There's been absolutely nothing. I heard a whisper the other day about Galatasaray, another loan, but there's been nothing really. And I think actually that could be the one player where Spurs do have a bit of a problem. Look, I saw a video the other day of him training on Instagram. You know, great. I've seen it all before, though. You know, it's not about working hard on a on a fifteen second showreel. It's about doing it consistently, and he's not done it consistently. I do believe, I do believe that he has no future at Spurs. It would take a remarkable turnaround of epic principles for Endon Ballet to have a future at Spurs.
0: From what you understand, you know th- this pot of one hundred and fifty million pounds. You know, hopefully, a lot of this will go <coughs> in the transfer window in in this summer. From what you understand if Spurs were to sell Tongon Don Bell Giovanni Lo Celso Harry Winks, Joe Roden uh, Stephen Bergvine, you know probably a couple of others is all that money going towards Antonio Conte's pot to, to then uh, buy future players as well yeah I would have thought so
2: yeah I mean he's be you know Spurs are going for it there's no there's no doubt about it you know they want to they want to keep, you know, the stadium. For example, is going to, you know, Spurs were hit massively by COVID. Every club was, but Spurs more than most with the stadium. You know, they lost out on the, you know, the the sponsorship. Like life has changed. You know, like we we see it in ourselves. We're hit financially, all of us. And they had sponsors coming out of their ears, and that's that's drying up a little bit. And then that, that's Daniel. Not what's Daniel Levy be working on? Paratici working more on the football side. But I do believe that Conte will get the big chunk of anything they bring in uh, on top of the 150. The problem is, it's very obvious to people outside who is available and who isn't. So I still still think Harry Winks will go, whether it's Everton, Leeds, Southampton, Leicester. I do think he'll eventually go and a club will get a good player there. He just needs a move.
0: Michael, are, are Spurs looking at anybody else who we haven't mentioned?
2: Um, I know in the past they liked Yuri Tiermans, and I know he was talked about going to Arsenal, but I don't be surprised if they might have another look at him maybe down the window, down the line. I'm not saying that there's been any bids, but I, I know there's always been people at the club that have admired him, even back in the potch era. Is there something they could do there? I don't know. He's an attacking-minded midfielder that that Tottenham are keen to, to to look at. I don't think he's. I don't think that would be anywhere near. But that's someone I have heard where not to completely rule out in future. I heard that a few weeks ago, and I said I thought he was going to Arsenal, and they went no, no, not at the moment. So that might happen. But as a say, Chris, I think a lot will come down to people going out at the moment.
0: Do you know, um, I always thought that Antonio Conte would want all of his signings in before all the team flew out to South Korea, which, of course, is next week. It looks like the majority of business is being done before that time. Would you expect any business to be done um, in August when the season's actually started, right up until the 1st of September?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, Conte could turn around and sort of say after the first three games, uh, you know, I'm, I, think, I think we need this. I think we need that. I think we're a bit light here. I don't think we're as good here as I thought. I think what the window does is, while the transfer window remains open until the till deadline day, you you are going to get transfers, you are going to get interest, you are going to get sales, you're going to get buyers. I would never rule it out. What's going on now though is just clubs are just trying to be a bit more savvy and make sure they don't get desperate. But there will always be transfers on deadline day. There will always be. Players coming in in August. It, that will never change until they change the window be- till before the first day of the season. That will never change.
0: Michael, last question for you: Are the trophies coming?
2: <laughs> I'm desperate. I'm de- I, honestly, I'm just, I'm sick to death of the but the banter. I just, I don't see why Tottenham can't win a League Cup this year. I really can't. I, I honestly, are so much stronger this season. They got a full preseason of Conte. I really feel this could be the year. I think Tottenham are going to finish in the top four. I'm, I'm so sure of that. What's the League Cup? Six games, five games. FA Cup, six or seven. Yeah, come on, it's time now. It's time because I, don't, as I say, Chris, I don't see Tottenham getting beaten much next season with the kind of players we've got now. Romero, Basuma, you know, they're gits without swearing, you know, and good gits. So uh, yeah, I, 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 let, let's hope. Let's hope.
0: It's so nice to see a smile on every Spurs fan's face (laughs) at the moment. It really is. Um, Michael, thanks so much for joining me. And tell everyone where they can find you. And, of course, you're back to work tomorrow on Sky Sports News.
2: Yeah, I'm back on air, 8am, Sky Sports News, covering transfers. Obviously, not just Tottenham. It's it's busy all all round. Uh, And I'm on Twitter, MichaelBridge underscore. So, if you want to interact, I I look forward to hearing from you.
0: Michael, thanks so much. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs.